welcome to Literacy Ladies. Wow, we have got a great show today. Dr. Shaw and I are going to be talking about some take-home projects, things that parents can do with kids, and we're going to tuck in a little bit of fairy tales uh, and fractured fairy tales uh, towards the end. So you have a great podcast today. My name is Michelle Witko. I am a reading specialist in the city of Danbury. I'm your Literacy Lady number one, and then we have Literacy Lady number two, Dr. Shaw. How are you today, Dr. Shaw? I am just fine, and I can't wait to talk about this home-based project. Oh, gosh, home-based project. Such great ideas. Uh, so for our listeners, um, some feedback that we are getting is, uh, what can we send home to parents? What can we send home to, in our communities uh, for school? And uh, we have some ideas of things you can send home. Something that we do uh, in our primary grades, you know, K through 3, are reading books. Buddies. Uh, so we have reading buddies at school. We have reading buddies at other schools. And uh, what we send home are kind of projects or things that the kids could get ready for their reading buddies. So for example, say you have a first grade class and a second grade class together. You may want to have the second grade class take a book home that the first graders are reading. Maybe the first graders are reading great books about characters like those Pete the Cat chapter books or Poppleton uh, or Henry and Mudge you can send those books home with the second graders. They can practice them with their parents and come up with a little project to do with their reading buddy, their younger reading buddy, that helps them understand the story and just enjoy time together. Just an idea for a home-based project. Oh, that's such a good one. I love the cross-fertilization. And I go back a long time, and I remember Celebration of Excellence gave a wonderful award to this woman who about 25 years ago came up with the Bear Backpack Project. Oh, gosh. And that was so great. In a backpack, she put a bear, and she put books about teddy bears, and she put hands-on arts and crafts projects, and writing projects, and little games, and a little camera, and these kids took it home for a week, and they did all these projects. They came back to share, and now we send backpacks home all the time. I mean, they can be fiction, they can be nonfiction. It includes books on different levels, and arts, and crafts, and projects they can do with their parents, and then there's a journal. And the parent writes back telling how this project went, and the child is so proud to come back and share. So that's one of my favorite projects. And my other one, I love Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley was a book that came Mm -hmm. out in 1957. It was about a boy whose bulletin board fell on him. He got flat and he got (laughs) sent all over the world and some very bright person said let's turn this into a project and so today kids read this book so they have to read and comprehend they have to find somebody to send a letter to with flat stanley which is a cardboard cutout or just a piece of paper cut out and then they send um, this letter. They have to learn how to uh, actually mail the letter and address it. Then they send um, this to a relative or a friend or a community leader, and hopefully they're going to get something back. And when they get it back, they look at the map 
and they put a pin showing where it came from and they're so excited because they can share with the class where Flat Stanley has been, what Flat Stanley has done, and hopefully a picture with Flat Stanley. So many people around the universe know about Flat, love Flat, but it doesn't have to be Flat. It could be Clifford, the big red dog. Oh, I love Clifford. That's a great idea. I didn't know Flat Stanley was around, what'd you say, 1957? Well, the book was written then and in the wow. 1970s, Flat Stanley started going all around the world as a journal project with pictures. Oh, wow. That is just so interesting. What other projects uh, or home-based projects uh, would you like to tell our listeners about, Darla? Well, you know, one of the ones that I like the best, oh my goodness, is like oral histories. Mm -hmm. This kids really need to know about their family tree. They need to be able to interview people, talk, capture family stories, uh, bring them to class and share their family stories. So many kids need to know how they got their name, the day they were born, who were their relatives, what countries they came from. That can only come from the home. And this shows the parents that, you know, we're really doing something in school that is realistic. It's not just worksheets and all. It's related to the curriculum and then I think other things like you know just you know math where you measure your bedroom where mm -hmm. you count the rooms and you figure out the square footage of the house or you go to the store with your mother and you take coupons and you find out how much something's going to cost with the coupons without you know how you use fires you know what is sold in ounces in pounds just making everything in their life something that can be applied to school. Oh, I love that idea, Dr. Shaw. And I like the idea of just the oral storytelling because our kids do need to know where they come from. And especially in Danbury, we have so many different cultures and kids coming from so many different places. It's nice to build community by learning about each other. Wow, what a great idea. I'm going to borrow that one. You know, we also have St. Patty's Day coming up, and the kids love to do the leprechaun traps. Oh, gosh. Uh, and they, you know, they do this with their parents. They use their creativity. You see these leprechaun traps in the schools, and you just go, oh, my goodness, I never would have thought of that. And the kids can't wait to come and see if they've caught a leprechaun. Or during Veterans Day, you know, their parents can help them find addresses for veterans and and write letters and actually send them. I think that's so important. Or take them on field trips and take pictures and have them journal if they see the trees being tapped for maple syrup or just a trip to the library with their kids and signing out library cards and books and talking about the values of libraries. Oh, that's great. And something they can look at when they go to the library, they could check out some of the fairy tales. Uh, Dr. Shaw and I were just talking about fairy tales and how important they are. You know, it's so funny in um, kindergarten and first grade, a lot of the kids, um, they they somehow miss those nursery rhymes like 
Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. And that's something that we do a lot of work with are those nursery rhymes. Um, in fairy tales, we do a lot of work with too. Um, but what's so interesting now is that it's the fractured fairy tales where they're told from a different point of view. Or the kids think that, um, I just had that book uh, where it's told from um, the three little pigs, but it's told from the wolf's point of view. And we had such a discussion about that because they really thought that was the three little pigs fairy tale and it wasn't, it was the fractured fairy tale. Um, So that was really nice. You could do that as a home-based project. Go home and sing nursery rhymes with your parents. Go to the library, think about some fairy tales. And I love the leprechaun traps. Uh, For our new teachers, if you are in a classroom on St. Patrick's Day, make sure that you uh, either have leprechaun dust on you from trying to catch him or you have a trap where you're trying to catch him. It's a big deal in elementary school. Yeah, and my last idea that I think is so important is in March, uh, the middle of March, we have Invention Convention. And oh my goodness, they have to take found objects. They don't have to spend a lot of money, but they have to figure out what we're missing in our society that they can invent on a very simple, real level. And the parents are actively involved, but that's okay because we want the student to present it and to answer questions and to write it up. So invention convention is not just science. It involves so much literacy and parents can get very excited you know as well and we're doing so much with robotics today and we have so many parents out there who have technology skills that they can help with our robotics our invention conventions and all of our stem and steam projects oh yeah no I like that idea about invention convention so today we hope we gave you some home-based project ideas that you can do with your students or if you are a college student look for a classroom to be a teacher and uh, you can keep these in mind for when you have your own classroom. Thanks for joining us and we will see you next time.